So here's the question. How do independent adjusters like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profit, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while standing out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Today's episode is brought to you by Badger Mapping. Guys, if you're not using a mapping software, if you're using Google alone, I challenge you to check out badgermapping.com. Once I've used a mapping software that works easily, I'm never going back. All right, so today is episode 16, and I want to talk about the four key elements to a successful inspection conversation. So let's set the stage here. You've received an assignment. You've called that owner and scheduled an appointment. You've now driven maybe an hour to their house. And this person, this owner, is standing in front of you expecting you to make their life all better. They're at their vehicle that may have been wrecked and unable to be driven for a week. And now they're looking to you as their savior. And this can be uh, important to understand, but also don't let it intimidate you because these conversation points will help guide you through what you're going to do. So in every conversation that I have, I noticed an interesting trend, and that's what I want to reveal to you today is the four things, the underlying things that I didn't even realize I was making sure I did, but when I really took notice on what I said in my um, conversations, These are the key essential elements that I wanted the owner uh, to experience when I was having a conversation with them. So number one is introduce yourself. State who you work for, who you're contracted for, um, and, and give them your name. Give a good handshake. You know, make sure there's eye contact. Really engage with them because you're building uh, your reputation with them. So as an example... Hello, Mr. Smith. I'm Chris Stanley. I'm here to take a look at your 2001 Ford Windstar. I'm coming out for XYZ Insurance Company. They'll be like, oh, yeah, we had that conversation on the phone. Great. Moving on. So that's important to establish who you are, who you're there for, who you're representing, and to really get you off on a good foot. Next is make a key element their story. So, Mr. Smith, we're here looking at your 2001 Ford Windstar. Uh, So what happened? Tell me a little bit about what happened. And, oh, my goodness, you never know what's going to come out. So just be prepared for that. They could have a really long story, really short story. Could be complicated, could be not. You could be find out their kid has cancer. Just let them vent. They're they're holding so much inside about this accident, about life, and they feel their life directly correlates to the accident because in their life that that was a huge event and so every little thing that affects and is surrounding that event has relevance let them talk give them five minutes trust me they'll feel amazing and they'll feel like they're connected to you and you'll be way better off 
And then the third element is confirm the damage area. So on the assignment, I saw that it was on the left quarter panel and rear bumper. Is this correct? As you're walking around the vehicle, point out these areas. And you're like, everything I see between here and here, I'm going to consider damage, you know. But confirm that damage area. Because they might say left side on the assignment, and it's actually the right side or the passenger side of the vehicle. So you just want to make sure you always confirm the damage area. So, so far we have introduction, their story, and confirmed damage area. And lastly, and probably most importantly um, from legal and uh, work aspect, would be to set expectations. All right, Mr. Smith, I see the damage here to your quarter panel. Uh, what I'm going to do now is write up an estimate. And when I write up that estimate, in about 48 hours, the insurance company is going to contact you and take you through the rest of the process. Or, Mr. Smith, I will email you a copy of your estimate within the next four business hours. Or when it goes to the shop of your choice, um, it's very likely they find some additional damage. And what they'll do is they'll call me and the insurance company to get that started. And they won't have to involve you at all. Just set the expectations, whatever they are. Some <clears throat> companies you work for may be completely different than others. But just make sure you set the proper expectations. Guys, thank you for listening. Connect to me on LinkedIn. And go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. If you feel like you're learning, you feel like you're getting some tips that you may not have had. Uh, you're exposed to something you wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. Leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps. And then look forward to the next episode on Wednesday because it will have a real live conversation including these four elements of an introduction, their story, confirm the damage area, and set expectations. And it is hilarious. For all those times as an adjuster, we wish we were running the mic when someone has a great story to tell. I did it for you. Hello and welcome to the iPath Podcast, where I reveal the secrets, identities, and processes of auto damage appraisers, adjusters, and companies. Whether you are currently working in the industry or interested in what it takes, I'm glad you're here. I am your host, Chris Stanley. And today, uh, the episode is brought to you by Mile IQ. If you ever track your mileage, and writing down the mileage to keep in compliance with the IRS. And in our job, that is essential. Uh, don't write it down anymore. Just get Mile IQ. Trust me, it will make your life so much better. It's on Google and um, Apple App Store. Inexpensive for 60 bucks a year, you're going to get an amazing product that will make your life so much easier. So today, I promised you last episode that we were going to... Um, go over the. I'm going to show you a recording of the four key elements of an inspection conversation in action. And uh, just briefly, those we're going to go from introduction. So introduce yourself. Uh, the their story is the second element. Third is confirmed damage area, and four is set the expectations. Now the recording you're going to hear is not an actual recording of a real conversation that I had with an owner. This is a simulated conversation, um, unscripted completely, as you'll see. And uh, it is an, a conversation with a friend of mine named Kip, uh, 
and last name's Densler, so we used his real last name. And it is strictly he wanted to try to throw curveballs at me because we did a real one of these that was way more straight-laced and, and to the point. But he wanted to throw some curveballs at me. We wanted to have some fun with what an inspection conversation can be like. And I think what came out is pretty entertaining. So enjoy this conversation. Hi, Mr. Hey, Dickler. Howdy, how you doing? Good. Oh, I'm Kip. Nice to meet you, sir. Good to meet you. So where are you originally from? Oh, man, Tennessee. No. Oh, man, absolutely. Oh, Tennessee, man, I grew up in North Carolina. Oh, really? Nice to meet you. Nice Moonshine. to meet you. Yeah, Moonshine. absolutely, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Good, good. So we're here to look at your car. Tell me what happened. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. See, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've come down from Denver. Normally, I don't even drive. Mom's driving. Mom's, mom's got the diabetes. And her no. legs been acting up. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, too many sweets. She's been had the diabetes. She's been battling diabetes oh. for a while. Too many sweets coming. And anyway, she too normally. I don't even drive this what? thing normally. I drive, I drive my. Uh, you know, I drive my truck. I drive the truck. Oh. I don't drive. You don't, I don't drive, drive pickup, do you? Oh, absolutely. What kind drive, of pickup? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a call. All right, this is a story for you. Right, Where'd so you get I it knew, from? I knew a buy. So Bobby, Bobby, you know, you know. I Bobby. know. I know the Bobby. Okay. Anyway. Bobby had a heat. All right, now here's the thing. Bobby likes to go off road. Now, now normally, normally he got them. You know, he's got it jacked up. He's got about eight inch lift kit on. Well, he before Bobby knew it, he's down in the in the you know uh, up on the mo in the Moabs. You ever been up no, in the Moabs? No, I haven't. He's but... up in the Moabs. Before he knew it, he done cracked his five cylinder spin 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 back. He cracked that thing in half. No way. Yeah, I picked that up for two hundred dollars. Wow. Only took me 18 months. I put that thing back together myself. That's quick. I did. Did you take it under the frame? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I put it. Well, we started. Well, we started it. We had to tape so, it up so underneath. Kip, okay. What about this anyway, car? Anyway, I'm driving down. I'm driving down 25. See, okay. I and I and we going about 75 mile an hour. We and I ain't even seen it. That's the speed limit. Yeah. Right? Oh no. Well, yeah. Well, of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. God rest. God is my witness. I ain't gonna go over the speed limit on 25. So I'm coming down, mm -hmm. and I seen it. I didn't even see it, but then I seen it mm -hmm. over the. He's come to come trying to jump over the over to the um, the guard. What do they call that? The guardrail. Mm -hmm. The guardrail. Yep. He come over the guardrail. Thank and you, right, Jesus, for the guardrail. Oh God, praise Jesus! I, that's the thing is, I swerve, and I didn't even seen him, and I seen him, and I'm swerving, and I'm yelling. And I said, I yelled out. I remember I yelled out. Plain, I yelled out. Brand, plain as day. I said, Brandine, Brandine, pray to Jesus for us, Brandine. We're going to go see him in heaven. I thought we were going to die. So I thought we were gone. Oh, it was a deer. Oh, I see the deer. It wasn't Jesus jumping out of the car. Oh, no, no, not say. Jesus. I thought you had no, a No, 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 no. I didn't say, no, no. I ain't doing no them meths. Them you meths. are in Colorado. Yes, I ain't smoking the pot. I ain't touching the meths. I've been, uh, I bless So where'd you hit the deer? What, what hit, so basically, we come out. I think, I seen him. We, can't, we catch eyes. He looked at me. And I seen in his eyes, I see him. He said, don't hit me, sir. And I couldn't do nothing about it. I couldn't do nothing about it. Huh. I swerved a little bit. That daggone thing, he come plowing, he hit here. He bounced 16 times down the mm -hmm. side. He I come see. all the way down fender, in the reel. Got your door, oh, both my doors. Goodness. And it made your airbag go off. God bless his heart, that dumb deer. He must have, he, he split in about 18 different pieces. That He didn't get up and run away. Oh, God, I don't think so. Unless he's some one of them mutants, those zombies they got. Well, that me, thing. He, let me tell you, Mr. Pinsler, oh, what I see here is a lot of damage. I seen a piece of his he, eyeball flying off. 
about wow. 75 no. mile an hour. Yeah, I saw an eyeball go that way, a hoof go that way. I think that guy, he ain't, he ain't getting up from that one. He ain't. Okay. He ain't. So, what, what we're going to do is I'm going to write up an estimate, right. just like a body shop. Right. You know anybody who's worked in a body shop? That's you've done it yourself. Oh, goodness Lord, I'd fix it myself if I had the time. Yeah, but you don't have the time. I don't have the time. Exactly. So I'm going to write up an estimate today Absolutely. to see how much it's going to cost to get it fixed, just roughly, because once it gets into the shop, yep. well, there's probably more damage than what we've even seen. Yep. And it might even be more damage than what the vehicle's actually worth. Yep. So uh, what I'm going to do is take about oh, 30 Lord, minutes, write up an estimate, and then I'll come get you and we'll finish up. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Good, good to meet you. Good, good to meet you, too. Good to meet you, Chris. Glad you're okay. Yeah. Okay. I know that wasn't a real conversation, but believe me, if you haven't had a conversation like that with an owner of a vehicle, they happen. In fact... That may have been on the extreme side to you, but I have heard crazier stories and more backstory than that. Even on some phone calls, I've experienced it. But if you notice, just in the conversation, I loosely pulled in those four key elements. The introduction. Um, And so in the beginning, I introduced myself. Their story. I asked him about their story, and boy, did he have a story to tell. In the story, I wanted to make sure I confirmed the damage, so I kept bringing them back to the car. You can't see it. We got a video of it, but I'm actually bringing them back. So what about this car? You know, where, where did he hit? You know, questions like that to bring him back to include his story to tell me more about the damage of the vehicle so I can make a good determination of the damage. Uh, and then... Um, the setting the expectations in this instance, I was going to write it up at his house and I was going to come get him about half an hour once I had written up the estimate. So you can see how even in an extreme scenario, you can do all these four key elements of a good inspection conversation. I really appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys being here. And until next time, this is the iPath podcast. Connect to me on LinkedIn. Leave me a review on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.